Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is October 10th, 2023. This is your AEW post-show review. Uh, we are not like those scrubs, Alex and Kate, over at the SGS doing that NXT review. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to get everything that you need here. That's right. It's war. It's a war. I'm starting earlier than them. I'm definitely not going later than them. We've got more star power than them over here. Just one-upping. Uh, the only thing I can't do is commercial free. I'm sorry, can't do it. I got a business to run here. Can't do it. Leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. It would be really, really appreciated if you did. Uh, FightfulSelect.com had a couple of very, very big reports today debunking the Velveteen Dream Performance Center news and uh, had uh, the... Big CM Punk update, which we are going to talk about on this show as well, because what you are about to see over probably the next few months is a lot of misinformation and a lot of misrepresenting of reports. So I'm going to address that right off the top. But if you want your questions or statements read on the air, send in your Super Chats or Humper Chats. Listen, if you have something to say about NXT, I did watch that show as well. But uh, Kate and Alex do have a review. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to run in on their crap after my show is over. That's what we're going to do. But in the chat, in the super chats, in the humper chats, in the comments, I want to know who won. Who won? Also, uh, let's send some praise to our moderator, Luis, who is not only moderating this show, he's moderating that jabroni stream that Kate and Alex did as well. Uh, so, Back and forth, these two sides went, right? AEW moved to Tuesday night this week. So what did WWE do? Well, they <laughs> added 30 minutes commercial free. They added Cody Rhodes. They added Asuka, The Undertaker, a bunch more. LA Knight eventually as a surprise. AEW went and added a 30-minute buy-in. Eddie Kingston versus Minoru Suzuki. They loaded up the show with title matches, top contender matches. They ended up doing a 14-minute overrun. And when all was said and done, they also added a 30-minute commercial-free block. But it wasn't 30 minutes. No, it was like 46 minutes. Then the three-minute commercial you go to has a two-minute Tony Storm picture-in-picture -picture silent film. That was That was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. Really, really enjoyed that they went that direction. Thought that was very, very smart. Uh, D'Lo says, honestly, watching both NXT uh, and AEW, I will say NXT was actually good tonight. That King vignette, I'm sold on trick and showing that tease. Yeah, I just want to say, already, Brian Pillman Jr. is showing more upside on 
WWE and NXT TV than he did in AEW. And uh, I think it's a better environment for him. I really do. Ricardo says, here's a little love. Have a good night. Well, by God, we will. So let's talk about the, the CM Punk thing a little bit. I'm going to go into great detail uh, to, on, on the hump on Wednesday about this. But here's, here's the general sense of things, guys. I'm going to go through this because I know a lot of you have some questions. We have a full update on FightfulSelect.com. I've got a Q&A on FightfulSelect.com where I address those questions. Today, unprompted, I got a call from a WWE higher-up and verified this with talent, other higher-ups in the company, and it was like, you know, we really expected people to be asking about CM Punk at this presser, and it was going to get debunked. Like Triple H was probably going to just sit there and say, nope, we have not been talking to him. It was reiterated to me, WWE has not signed CM Punk, and they have not been in talks. I verified this with people close to Punk that said, yep, we have heard that there hasn't been any contact. Uh, more or less, he's waiting for them to call him. He had sent out feelers a couple of weeks ago. And uh, as of now, there are not talks between WWE and CM Punk. Has WWE discussed it internally? That much I don't know. What I do know is several top talent who 100% are not going to be lied to asked about CM Punk over the last week and were told, as things stand, he's not coming in. Now, I had people say things like, well, of course they're going to say that they're protecting the surprise. Now, this was unsolicited. I didn't hit them up asking them for this. This is a conversation that was uh, brought up to me. Also, people saying, well, why would they spill to some dirt cheek guy? Well, because, listen, there's more risk for them to outright lie over something like that than there is a reward for them to lie about something like that. Uh, thus far, I would say this, in an official capacity, no higher up uh, exec or anybody in that capacity has lied to me from any wrestling company. So that's, that's just not something they do. I know it's something that wrestling fans think that a lot of higher ups in these companies do, but they don't because they know that there's not really a benefit to doing that. Because if you lie to a member of the media like that, instead of just no selling them, which is what generally happens, it's just, it's just not going to go that route. Uh, why are they teasing him so much? Somebody says, well, that is in our report on fightfulselect.com. Now I want to make this abundantly clear. This is not a work. This is not a work. The questions that I have are, sincerely, hey, why are they teasing this so much? Well, I can tell you this. There are wrestlers that have teased it and people in the company that have teased it that were outright told, as of now, he's not coming in. So, to get under Punk's skin, to uh, <laughs> to create buzz for themselves, to angle for if he does, perhaps, Again, a lot more on FightfulSelect.com. Here's where I stand on this. CM Punk said, oh, you know what? In a couple of months, I'll be as free as a bird. You know, there could be a situation where he can't talk to them. I don't know if there is, uh, is a non-disclosure or a, a uh, non-compete or anything like that. Jeremy, what, what do you want? <laughs> What do you want? What are you doing here? My announcement is that I. Anyway, goodbye, Jeremy. Both shows. I am Rick Rude up in here. 
right now. You can watch me on AEW. You can watch me on that. You can't say that word here. That is a no-no word. You're not gonna Rick say. You're not gonna say it here at all. Uh, let's go ahead and, and get him banned and out of here. Uh, Jeremy is not welcome here. Uh, he has a non-compete clause. That much I can confirm. But I just want to reiterate this. As of right now, WWE CM Punk not in talks. Could that change? It could always change. But specifically, the reason I was given that call today is because WWE does not want unrealistic expectations. And I'll even open up and tell you guys the other two times that that happened. Earlier this year when there were uh, incorrect false reports that Bray Wyatt was going to be back in the spring and early summer. And then uh, when there were incorrect false reports that Randy Orton was going to be back uh, at SummerSlam. And I had actually already reported on both of those that neither one of those people were ready. However, however, um, WWE was like, we don't want unrealistic expectations here. So guys, also let me know. Uh, Nicholas says, overall, what's your viewership prediction? I say 630K AEW and NXT like 930K. Could those extra five minutes AEW had give them a major boost? It could, but it, it really depends on uh, whether or not that overrun benefits them or not, or if people fell off. Because generally, as a lot of those shows go, they'll, they'll taper off. But with an overrun, it's hard to say. Oh, man. Optic says, watch both AEW and NXT. All I'm going to say is we as fans won great night for wrestling. It was a great night for wrestling. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was not like that <laughs> during the Wednesday Night War to this degree, but it was it was uh, very, very entertaining tonight. Will says, for what you know, are you still 50-50 on Punk? No, I'm about 30-70 or 20-80 that Punk goes there. Pro Wrestling Podcast. Punk says hi. <laughs> um, Will Chisholm says, got to admire that Brian Pillman promo was great. Teasing Ava Rain joining the bloodline was great. Yeah, I enjoyed both of those things. I really, really liked both of those. It made sense. Why would Paul Heyman not be recruiting Ava Rain? And the Brian Pillman thing I thought was, was big time. I thought it was important. We started off with the AEW buy-in. So if you started watching from the buy-in, what you saw was over an hour straight without commercials. Eddie Kingston defeated Minoru Suzuki. I love how they can just somehow, what, summon Minoru Suzuki? They can just bring him out of nowhere? Like, poof, here he is, ready for a title match. Uh, this may come as a surprise to you, but these two men beat the living shit out of one another. <laughs> as you do, is what these two fellas said. Uh, I'm not generally much on just a strike trade in the middle of the match, but this is the type of match that calls for it and facilitates it. Two guys that I look at and I say, mm, you know what? I believe that this two, these two guys would go at each other and say, hit me. No, you hit me. No, you hit me. They went full my brother and me. Hit me. Hit me. Well, guess what? They got hit. This was phenomenal the chops were brutal this was the type of thing that really set the tone for this show aew was largely an in-ring wrestling show with the exception of you know some of the christian cage stuff and the bullet club gold thing that we will get to uh and nxt was more of a sports entertainment spectacle type of thing and i 
like that as well. Uh, RJ City and Renee Paquette kick off the show. Renee Paquette accidentally calls uh, the Bullet Club the Bang Bang or the Gang Gang Bang Gang. Uh, boy, and Eddie Kingston appropriately bullies uh, bullies RJ City. But Van Twinblade said Eddie and Suzuki are great. The YouTube chat was trash. I'm sending this before either show actually starts, but I hope one no hope no one gets hurt on either show tonight. Also, Alex, ah, we ain't doing that one. So listen, this is something I've sent to AEW personnel. I'm like, listen, why on earth do you guys not have your YouTube settings set to members only? Now, we we wouldn't do that here at Fightful because you know we've got the paywall and all that stuff, but if you go into any pre-show live chat, especially AEW UFC, you see the most horrible, dumb, ignorant sons of bitches in that chat. There's no slow mode on. There's nothing. So at least what I would do is make it A, subscribers only, or B, members only, to where they got to pay at least a dollar or $5 to comment. That way, if people are going to comment dumb shit, at least they have paid you $5 to do it. And that would pay for somebody's salary in a year. You know, it's just horrible. Alex Lawrence says AEW was teasing the dream match on the buy-in. Suzuki versus Jeff Jarrett would be a 10-star classic. A couple of guys that just always get stuff done, right? Like, it is just a couple of guys that always manage to stay around and do stuff and still look great and perform great. Speaking of performing great, let's talk about Brian Danielson versus Swerve Strickland. This is something that uh, FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Please subscribe. It, it We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we had reported they had set this pretty well by Monday as their opener. And I know AEW was very confident in what they had kicking off. And WWE had told Nick Hausman they were pretty confident in what they had kicking off, which was the, the Cody Rhodes stuff. But um, this match was pay-per-view quality. It was phenomenal. This is Swerve showing everybody once again that he is exactly who we thought he was. I remember watching Swerve in MLW. And when he moved over to NXT, I was like, man, he is about to find that thing. You can watch on, on those NXT reviews at the time. I was like, he is about to find that thing, that one little thing that just takes him to the next level. It was hit row. And ever since then, I feel like he has presented himself as a main event caliber performer. By the way, check out the phenomenal interview that uh, Phil and Reg did with, with him today. He talked about Will Washington, Will Ospreay, a bunch of other Wills. Talked about the Brian Danielson match. Uh, about Prince Nana, who is, by the way, wonderful guy, incredibly talented, has emerged like... We're starting to put our, our nominations up for, uh, you know, some people who are in consideration for Fightful Award winners. Uh, those will be in January. And, like, I look at it and I'm like, Prince Nana might be taken manager of the year. Like, last year it was very clearly Paul Heyman, right? But I was very, very proud of our Fightful Awards and the, the parity that we had there between WWE, AEW, and outside of the company. <clears throat> so... I look at that and I'm like, man, he has just run away with it. I like the story of this match that 
Swerve was about to use Prince Nana's crown to get the win, you know, similar to what he did to Hangman. But Hangman wasn't let that letting that happen. Hangman was like, no, not again. I haven't forgotten this. Have not forgotten it. And ended up uh, costing Swerve the match as the distraction uh, sort of happened. But this, to me, made an awful lot of sense because you can continue the Swerve Hangman thing as a result of this. Brian Danielson gets a win. Uh, Brian Danielson uh, is also put in position to have a big match with Christian Cage. It is uh, it is a smart booking decision, I thought. And to highlight Swerve in a way to where he loses, but he loses to one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I thought that was really, really great. It was, it was a, a smart way to protect him, but also to highlight him, to put him in a very, very important spot to AEW here at the start of this show. Continue one feud. Propel Brian Danielson into a, a big match on Collision as well. Thought this was really good. Samoa Joe promo. Everybody's coming for MJF. Everybody's coming for MJF. And these highlight Samoa Joe in a, in a wonderful way that I don't think has been done before. And a lot of people saw, you know, at least his physical acting chops on Twisted Metal, but we are starting to see some more of those chops as far as these vignettes go. Because I can't remember Samoa Joe ever having like vignettes like this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm mistaken. But I don't remember him ever having stuff like that. And, you know, good for him. He deserves stuff like He deserves to, to, to have those as well. I'll tell you who deserves something. Powerhouse Hobbs with Don Callis. Jericho had a, had a small submission on, so to speak, but Hobbs has dominated Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho knows as well as anybody in wrestling how important a big win is. Now, in retrospect, should Action Andretti have beaten Chris Jericho? Well, probably not knowing what we know now, and that's that Action Andretti has been largely forgotten about is on ROH, you know, team with Darius Martin, and that probably ain't going to last much longer. You know, just wrestling here. I mean, I can't say he's not wrestling. He's wrestled like over uh, 50 times since then. Like he's, he's been all over ROH TV, but we almost never hear it referenced or mentioned again. Powerhouse Hobbs, Doing the, somebody says who is Action Andretti exactly? You should you shouldn't be asking that. You shouldn't be asking that because he beat Chris Jericho. That's who he is. So uh, somebody says SG, SGS pulling out all the stops. We better get Massey on here. We don't need gimmicks. We we don't need gimmicks here. We don't need it. All right, man. Swan is on with Alex and Kate. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Hold on one second. Wait just one second. No. No, this isn't happening. Hold on just one damn minute. I'm calling him. 
I'm going to call him right now. Uh, hello? What is this bullshit, man? Swah? Well, maybe if you came over to the AEW stream instead of the stream for the company that just let you go. Interesting. Interesting that you would suggest that I should have came on your stream that I was never invited to. I didn't know it was an option. You didn't know it was an option? I didn't know it was an option. Oh, this is ridiculous. You could you could have celebrated Tony Khan's birthday with all of us here on the AEW stream. Son of a bitch. I'm sorry I didn't invite you on my stream. Have a nice day. My feelings aren't hurt, not really. Not me. <sighs> Will Chisholm says, I love that pop Jade had on NXT. She looked like a billion dollars. Luis says, this is an awesome chat. I'll tell you it was awesome. Powerhouse Hobbs dominating Chris Jericho. I need to collect myself. I need to collect myself. I've long sang the praises of athleticgreens.com slash Fightful, specifically AG1. Vitamins and minerals, pre and probiotics to help keep you from getting sick, that phytonutrient blend, the digestive support that regulates your digestive system, the immunity support, the adaptogens, plus that energy and metabolic support. I'm going to tell you how it's affected me personally. My digestion is way better with AG1 through athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. I don't get sick nearly as much. I got those pre and probiotics, that immunity support. I take a lot less caffeine throughout the day because I've got that energy and metabolic support. My metabolism has improved tenfold since using AG1. And as I always say, you want to be drinking your multivitamin. Right now, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs when you go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and get AG1. Whether I'm at home or on the road, one scoop or one pouch, eight ounces of water, drink it, you're good. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. I'm good. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids. And he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger. Her body looks leaner, has energy all day. 
and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm okay. Tony Baloney says sweet three-way on the other stream. Wombat in combat says so Brian Pillman Jr. said his new last name is a tribute to his stepfather. Uh, the abusive stepfather he talked about on Dark Side of the Ring. Okay, then. I just want to say, even with Mansois, we are doing four times the viewership of those scrubs over on the NXT show. Kim says... Love you, SRS, laughing so hard, I'm crying. Mm. So this win for Powerhouse Hobbs is massive. They said they had to take Jericho to the hospital later on. Uh, but this is this is massively big for Powerhouse Hobbs, as long as it's followed up on. As long as within three weeks, it's not just forgotten about. Because, I mean, like I said, Chris Jericho beat Scott Hall. Very important win for him. Uh, but... This one for Hobbs is exactly what we wanted to see. Also, the world's strongest slam. Big fan of that. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong promo. Adam Cole is asked to mow Roderick Strong's lawn. I hope to God, hope to God, that uh, this, they filmed like 15 of these. They just got together and they filmed a shit ton of them. And by the time they're done airing, that Adam Cole's good to go. (laughs) That's what I'm wanting. I really dug this. Also, no audio problems today. Here for that. So during the first commercial, Steven Yeager says it looked like Tony in the first act was matching the commercials. She was trying to catch soccer balls, driving in the Panera commercial, and passed out in the hydration commercial. But brilliant. Uh, Tony Storm and this gimmick is wonderful. This is something that I'm going to reiterate. If you can get something over in 90 seconds or less, ooh, that's a good thing to have because you do not know how much time you're ever going to get on one of these shows. So if you can get what you're doing and, and make people take notice of it, 
in less than 90 seconds. Like she didn't even need to be on the show tonight. They had these wonderful short films. If you remember, this actually worked for Sammy Guevara back in the day when he would do the signs and all that stuff. I thought that was really good then. I think this is really great now. This was a very smart way to keep people tuned in. And Dave Langer says Tony should do that during the ad reads every week. Yeah, absolutely. Send Hook to the SRS stream. Listen, I didn't want any gimmicks. I didn't want any uh, of any of that. They went and got Mansoa. Mansoa. I like Mansoa a lot personally. Wardlow crushed Matt Seidel. Jamal says, if you notice Wardlow wearing MJF wrist tape, I have, and I don't think that's an accident. And that's something that I mentioned last week. Why should this guy not be targeting MJF? Why should he not be like, uh, MJF, you took everything that I worked for, you took my attention, and why haven't I gotten a world title shot after I crushed you? He absolutely should. Him crushing Matt Seidel, like, listen, we knew Matt Seidel wasn't going to win, but also, I thought that it was very important that Wardlow continues to beat somebody with an increasing name along the way. Sawyer says, Tony Storm, queen of the ad break. That she is. Garcia checked on Y2J backstage. Listen, I so badly want to see Garcia do what I think they should have done with Maven in like 2004. And if those of you who don't remember Survivor Series 2004, uh, Maven won and he was given the chance to run Raw. And of course, he picked to have a, a title shot against Triple H. And Triple H was like, some brother, you, you're not going to beat me. You're not. Like, maybe one day you could, and I can help you get there by you joining Evolution. So if you just don't make work tough for me tonight, you can join Evolution, and we will get you to a championship level like we're doing with Randy, like we're do- or like we did with Randy, like we're doing with Batista, and you'll be good to go. And then what happened was Maven said, no, brother. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get that title shot. And then when Maven lost that title shot, he was like, not only did I lose this championship match, I screwed up my career. I could have I could have been an evolution. I would love to see something like that with Daniel Garcia, but with another group, whether it be BCC for what he passed up or somebody else, or even like Jericho right now, like, he kind of was standoffish towards. It. I would, I would love to see that. Orange Cassidy defeated Ray Phoenix. Uh, John Moxley, unfortunately, was not cleared. Fightful Select learned earlier uh, that that he was uh, not cleared as of like noon or one today, and they knew this change is going to have to happen. But right before the show, they announced it. Orange Cassidy regained the uh, international championship. And, I, you know, listen, this was never supposed to happen for Phoenix. I know it's like, well, bummer for him, yada, yada. He was never supposed to have this. He was never supposed to be international champion. In fact, they had plans. I'm pretty sure Shibata was the plan to face John Moxley at Wrestle Dream. But instead, John Moxley got hurt, had to drop the title. Phoenix... Couldn't face Shibata for whatever reason. Then 
John Moxley wasn't cleared for this, and Orange Cassidy becomes champion. I'm pretty sure John Moxley was supposed to win that title as well. Damn, bro. The luck. Phoenix is a wonderful competitor. Unfortunately, lately, it, it's been like a roller coaster. It was, you know, not nobody's ever happy when somebody gets hurt, but he also got hurt in that John Moxley match. Uh, and, and I see somebody saying they did him dirty. I don't think they did. He was never supposed to be that that champion. So the, them taking it off of him a couple weeks later, I don't think is a big deal. I think it does influence the direction of uh, of the title and the prestige associated with it. But mm. Orange Cassidy winning, though, I don't have a problem with that. Orange Cassidy and Moxley having a bit more is something that I look forward to. Two of their biggest stars, especially from a digital perspective, they do a lot of really great views with Orange Cassidy stuff and John Moxley stuff. Guys, a reminder, get your super chats. Get your humper chats in. We would greatly appreciate it. Switchblade Jay White ended up uh, beating Hangman Adam Page. So now you have where Hangman and Swerve both don't go up as a result of each other. Prince Nana distracted Page, allowing White to get the schoolboy for the win. I hate that finish. After all the stuff they did to each other, Blade Runners, Dead Eyes, set up the buckshot and all that, I don't mind a distraction. But what I do mind, especially considering that's how Hangman lost last go-around, but a schoolboy, not for it. Different pin, do a move, something like that. Rob Wilkins says, if you want your Super Chat answer, donate a Super Chat or Humper Chat. We would greatly appreciate it, my friends. But this match, a good match, it made sense from a booking perspective because Jay White is about to uh, face MJF. And Hangman very clearly has unfinished business with Hangman or with Swerve Strickland. So from a booking perspective, yeah, this makes sense. You get to set up more Swerve Hangman. Uh, you get Switchblade a massive win over one of the most, you know, one of the best champions that AEW ever had in Hangman Page. You get a good match out of it. That finish just wasn't for me, though. Wasn't for me. Matthew Hook says the Bang Bang Gang on the bikes was hilarious. Yes, them on those those like low rider tricycles was very very funny. Uh, really, really dug that. Uh, the match again was very good. I think that this is a show, especially if you want extra eyes on it. And you got Brian Danielson, Swerve Strickland, Hangman Page, and Switchblade Jay White featured pretty heavily in the ring. I think that is is very, very good. I think that's something that you need because those are four of your very, very big anchors. Not only that, it's a former WWE guy in Danielson who reached his heights there. Uh, Switchblade Jay White, who they brought over from New Japan, uh, an AEW original, so to speak, that they picked up from you know when they started in Hangman. And then Swerve, who has reached new heights in AEW. I think that is important as well. So... Let's discuss the controversy associated with the MJF Bullet Club Gold promo. So MJF comes out 
and he's very passionate, very gotten to by Switchblade having the triple B. And he says he wants it back because he didn't earn it, he being Switchblade. Switchblade said, well, thanks for asking nicely, but no, piss off. And uh, Switchblade says, if you can get three partners, well, if you beat us, you can have it back. Now, there was a spot where Juice Robinson said he had a roll of quarters with MJF's name on it. Now, I want to make this, like, I'm going to try to break this down from all angles. And I just want to say this. I am not a Jewish person. I am not here to tell you what to be upset by or bothered by or anything like that. I will say this. If this were my wrestling show, if I was making the call, I would have said, we're going to pass on that. I would have passed on it any week, but especially this week, I would have passed on it. Um, so it had, uh, it didn't have MJF on it. It had Friedman on it. Now the, the MJF has told the story uh, about racist bullies in the past, throwing quarters at him. MJF brought it up in a promo backstage that it opened up some deep wounds and outright said Juice Robinson opened up those wounds. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs sent a very generous super chat and says, I'm Jewish. I can only speak for myself. I'm going to trust MJF with this. He's been an exemplary spokesman for our people in this role. He understands the nuances of this thing. I do not blame anyone for feeling different, however. This is how I, I look at it as well. MJF ultimately wrote uh, signed off on this and approved it. MJF largely writes his own stuff. However, I'm surprised that when it got to Juice, Bullet Club, all that stuff, and, and people are saying, oh, well, uh, Juice Robinson's been doing this for months. Listen, this was different. You can say, yes, he's been doing it for months, but do not be stupid about this. It was very clearly inspired by that because MJF said in that subsequent promo he opened up some old wounds. So yes, Juice Robinson has been doing this for months. At least like at least the Hardy stuff cuz he punched uh punched Jeff Hardy with a roll of quarters. But you got people like call me crazy saying saw it on my timeline never watching AEW. Will you explain why it's so bad? NXT was great. Interested in that King guy. Promo was dope. So Bizarro Big L says, some info on Juice's quarters gimmick. It's a punching density and is used in self-defense. Protects the hand, prevents broken bones. The MJF angle, I imagine, was discussed between them to create deep emotional tension. Let's go gang, gang, bang. So I am of two different thoughts here. One, anybody can be sincerely bothered by anything that they want to and especially considering the events of this past week, I get it. Uh, also, MJF likely wrote it and signed off on it, but that doesn't mean that everybody else has to be okay with it. Now, also, I am one that believes in many situations, not necessarily this one, but that pro wrestling is this very, very unique type of entertainment. For example, Nobody thinks that the Nazis that were in Breaking Bad, I think there were Nazis in Breaking Bad, are Nazis in real life, right? We can agree on that. 
nobody that watches Breaking Bad thinks that Brian Cranston actually cooks meth, right? However, here's the difference. When Colton Gunn goes to the grocery store, like he he's still the son of Billy Gunn. Like he's he's the guy that performs on TV, but you're still going to call him like Colton. That's his name. It's a little bit different. Those lines are blurred. It's such an interaction with the audience and blurring of the lines of the reality of the situation, which inspired by something that happened to MJF in real life. And by the way, Max Friedman is when he goes to the grocery store, he is Max Friedman, that man who had those quarters thrown at him when he was younger by racists. But you can play off of that on the screen as well. And I understand that some people look at that and they go, well, maybe that's a little too much for me. I also understand for some people that they look at this and they go, ah, well, no big deal. MJF signed off on it. This isn't exactly, you know, something I feel nuanced to discuss at length. And it's something I still want to, yeah, I would like to gather some information on this and how some people feel. But what I would encourage our audience to do is don't be a fucking dickhead. Don't be a fucking dickhead. Don't be out there saying, oh my God, you're shocked. This is, this is very clearly something a little bit more you know, a little bit more sensitive as it, as it pertains to timing and the nature of it and all that. So uh, let's cultivate a good audience and, um, yeah, at least gather some information on this and try our best to be good through this and see how it's handled, how it's approached, what is said about it afterwards as well. So uh, Max Caster volunteers up the acclaimed to uh, team up with MJF. And Billy Gunn is like, why are you offering us up? Uh, why, why are you saying that we're going to team with him? And Max Caster says, listen, he's my friend. We came up together. And I like it when he plays hard to get. I was like, well, okay. Eloquent says, reminds me of the Booker Triple H program. Didn't have an issue with the program until Triple H won the damn match. I trust MJF will make a meaningful story. Oh, he's going to beat the living shit out of Juice Robinson. He'll probably crush him, probably squash him. So I see it. I see that plot point. Listen, I, I, I see a ton of angles about this, and I'm sure that when asked about it in, a, in an interview that MJF will give a very passionate explanation of why it was that he either wrote it or or was okay with it or anything like that. Billy Gunn also called out Max Caster for his aggressive tweets. Sawyer says, that match had a real 2018 New Japan energy. I haven't enjoyed Bullet Club this much in years. Love the Bang Bang Gang. Yeah, Jay White and uh, Adam Page did. For sure. For sure. 
AEW Women's Championship match with Ruby Soho Band, even though she showed up in, in like ninja gear with spray paint, Hikaru Shida became the three-time Women's Championship. But listen, I'm going to help you save on pay-per-views a whole lot more than three times, thanks to NordVPN. I've often talked about uh, how much of a pay-per-view buyer I am. Take that any way you want it. But I'll tell you how I take it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN on the planet. Global server network. All that good stuff. That's great. But a big, big reason why I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful is all the pay-per-views I buy. All the money we're spending. We're trying to control costs as a company, as a household. You can get those UFC pay-per-views at a fraction of the price you're paying here in America. Plus, you can get all kinds of great content that you wouldn't normally see thanks to those services as well. Shows that are on overseas services, things that you want to watch a little bit early so you get on that UK time and watch them. Being able to change the interfaces of things like the WWE Network, maybe you don't like Peacock, anything like that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that ability while having the fastest VPN on the planet. Also, you just get so much more out of your internet experience with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to, to Fight and AEW Plus. Watch AEW without commercials. Uh, watch Bare Knuckle Boxing. Watch UFC pay-per-views, boxing pay-per-views at the rates they're getting over in the UK. Change your virtual location with just one click. And hey, if you need any help using it, they got that 24-7 tech support. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Killer says, I'm uncomfortable with the MJF story. However, given the ambassador he's been, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I wish it was any time that wasn't this week. Uh, this reflects my sentiments exactly. Joseph says, the best example is Muhammad Hassan when he attacked The Undertaker. The booking is not acceptable regardless, but the timing makes it even worse. I can tell you this personally. There is nobody uh, in wrestling media more acquainted with that Muhammad Hassan storyline than me. I did his first interview ever. It was like 10 years after uh, his WWE release. And he had some incredible insights on that, including, you know, the qualities that uh, we criticize in others sometimes are the ones we fear in ourselves, et cetera. And that's how he felt that character was portrayed. So Hikaru Shida becomes women's champion uh parker hines says holy sheeta inject these types of nights into my veins both shows were great tonight it was a lot of fun and uh dream ninja says i liked nxt better overall but the sheeta win was amazing she's simply one of the best wrestlers walking today sheeta versus mercedes please richie saying the will washington agenda sheeta is finally the women's champion once again she couldn't deserve it more so we had reported that the soraya Wembley win was a bit of a last, I don't want to say last minute, I think the day before type of thing. She was told about that. Um, so this is sort of correcting that course. Sheeta, if you remember, is part part of the downfall of Tony Storm because she's the one that that beat her and started this this descent for Tony Storm into the character that she is now. Tony Baloney says, is Soraya okay? Pretty short run for her. Yeah, not hurt, anything like that. In fact, Tony P said she took a German suplex. Soraya took a German. She was getting sick of those jokes about her neck. Yes, and she wanted to work more. She wants to be in the ring more. Obviously, you got to be smart about it as well. But I thought the match was pretty good. There were a couple spots where I was like, oh, well, Soraya's got this. Soraya's going to walk away with this. 
like when she dropped uh, Sheeta on her dome at the DDT. I thought it was a good performance. Uh, one of the best singles matches that Soraya has had in AEW. And I remember back when Soraya returned from her first absence and had like a slapper with, I feel like it was Sasha, but maybe it was Ruby. But either way, she had a friggin' slapper on Raw. I'm actually going to look it up because that's when I looked at it and I was like, damn, she's back. She is back. And then unfortunately, that horrible injury happened and that really, really sucked. Uh, let's see. Okay, it was yeah, it's Paige versus Sasha Banks on the December 4th, 2017 Raw. And I just remember they went like 16, 17 minutes and they killed it. They had an incredible match there. And that's, you know, who knows if we'll ever be able to get something like that out of Soraya. Uh, and somebody says Soraya to team next strong. I would love that. I would love if it expanded and they tried to recruit more as well. But Sheeta winning the title, I would like to see what story emerges for Soraya out of this. I really want to see where she goes from this. And the next, I would imagine the next feud for Sheeta might lean right into Tony Storm, but I also wonder if Sheeta will get cheered in that as well. Mr. Santi's app says, tonight proved that wrestling is cool. I love these types of comments. And by the way, guys, get your super chats, get your humper chats in. I do really encourage you guys, after this show, after we end this one, please go over to that NXT show. Maybe you haven't ever watched Alex and Kate before. They do a different kind of review. I am going to run in. In fact, I want you guys, after this show, to raid their chat. I don't know. I don't know what our battle cry will be over there. But uh, we'll, we'll think of something. Give me some recommendations in the chat of what we should flood their chat with momentarily. Cowboy Flint says, don't blame anyone for being offended, but I believe the story they're going with is merely Max was bullied and the story isn't meant to incorporate the anti-Semitism aspect. I hope that like they have, they have uh, Juice even say that. FTO, oh, it'll be hump. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get in that chat and we're going to hump. We're going to hump for sure. Yep. It's going to be hump. So immediately after this show, we are going to flood the NXT chat and we are just going to type hump. I don't care if you super chat it, regular chat it, whatever. Adam Copeland versus Luchasaurus. Adam Copeland gets the win, but Christian cuts one of his promos beforehand. <laughs> Whew. Tells, uh, tells the kids that their daddy is coming home meaning him. He asked, Adam, hey, where was all your, your desire to team with me when I was down and out? Now that I'm on the top of my career again, you want to you team? Interesting. Well, I'm not feeling it. And we got him saying, it's okay that you're a fan of mine. A lot of people are a fan of mine. Your wife, Beth, is a big fan of mine. And the crowd ate it up, man. The crowd ate just completely took it. Like, look, this was the look on Christian's face. When he gets that reaction, look how happy he is. <laughs> look at him. 
Oh, he's so proud of himself. Oh my God, this guy. <laughs> I love it. I really love it. So Adam Copeland comes out. It is still surreal to hear that theme on this TV show. But Adam Copeland beats Luchasaurus. Nick Wayne comes out, tries to wedge a chair into the uh, into the turnbuckles, and it doesn't work. Uh, Edge hits it, of course, but he ends up getting the win. This was a good-ass match, man. This was really, really good. Honestly, I liked it a lot, uh, a lot, uh, and more than some of the, the matches I had seen him do in WWE. I tried to keep myself from making that comparison because I don't want to compare those two runs. It's just different. Uh, obviously, I enjoyed the Sheamus match a great deal. It was incredible. It was really, really great. The match with Grayson Waller was also very good. The uh, tournament title match, I was like, okay, that is also, like, I, I saw that and I was like, there's no way he's he's winding down his career, right? Like, at this point, I was like, there's, there's just no way. The, the Hell in a Cell, that left a lot to be desired. Uh, the U.S. title match with Austin Theory is pretty good. I thought this was good because we saw him do some things that I was like, ooh, that choke slam, that, that was an awful big ways up. Him going into the chair, all right. But he hit that spear. Let me tell you guys, that was a meaty spear. A meaty spear. Adam Copeland gets the win. Then we get Gang Wars. I don't know what direction this is going, but we got like everybody out there in this huge brawl to end the show. So much, I couldn't even tell who all was out there. Let's see who we can count here. Because there was a hell of a lot of people. There was Luchasaurus. There was Hangman. I think Swerve was out there. And the Mogul Embassy Affiliates. Is that Brian Danielson down there? Uh, we got Adam Copeland, Nick Wayne, Wheeler Yuta. Everybody was out there just brawling. I hope this leads to something. I don't want him to do something Survivor Series-esque. Because I look at that and... I'm like, okay, that's that's a little too close to them, but or a little too close to WWE doing that. Alex Fitzgerald says, I love when wrestling shows end with a big brawl, especially when it makes sense. I love the ending, and Adam Copeland looked great in the ring. He did. He looked incredible physically uh, from an in-ring wrestling perspective as well. Uh, just really, really good. Sawyer says the history behind Soraya and Mercedes feud could be interesting. Yes, it can be. That that's what I think the big story for Soraya should be is that you almost ended my career. You almost ended my career. Jake says really enjoyed AEW. I think regardless of ratings, this is a much needed shot in the arm for AEW. For what it's worth, I do think NXT gets the ratings win. I do too. But I'm fascinated. I've never, I'm not a ratings guy. I don't give a shit about ratings, besides the fact that we have five times as many viewers as the NXT show right now. Uh, but I'm not a big viewership guy unless it's like positive stuff. I just don't care that much unless it's about business. But I'm fascinated to see how things work tomorrow. I'm fascinated at how many of you joined me. On a Wednesday night, I will be back on the hump Wednesday at 3 Eastern with Jimmy. We're going to go in depth about CM Punk, but I am about to scoot over to the NXT show. I'm going to do a run in 
And as soon as I end this stream, I am going to ask all of you to run over there and just type hump into their chat. Leave a thumbs up here. Thank you all so much. Let's head over to that NXT stream. I appreciate you all so much. Until next time, we're out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.